God in his wonder and manifold wisdom has decided that it's through the church his manifold wisdom will be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. As his people, we have this wonderful joy where we get to make known the unsearchable riches of Christ. And my prayer, my hope is that as you listen to this now, that actually even now you may taste and see more of the unsearchable riches of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. See, we are a people, we're a family who are on a journey together. In, in a family, every member is important, from the youngest to the oldest. What do lots of families do when it's someone's, someone's birthday? They, they get together to celebrate the birthday boy or girl. They come together to honour and celebrate that person. And inevitably, the good stuff in their life. The family doesn't come together to pull down, to judge, to focus on mistakes, but to celebrate the good and most importantly, to celebrate and honour the person. I know that's a bit of an idealistic picture in our current society, but hopefully it's helpful. You see, every time we gather together as a church, we are a family gathering together to honour and to celebrate. We gather to honour God, to celebrate him, but also part of that is to honour and celebrate each other as well. You see, Every member of this church is important. Everyone has a purpose. Each one of us has been ordained by God to be part of this beautiful body, bride of Christ, that fits wonderfully together, piece by piece. Every member of us is a good gift from God to the rest of us. So we can celebrate each other. We can honour each other. We can celebrate what God has done in us and is doing through us. Just like how you go prepared to a party, you search out a gift to bring and a good gift brings joy and is celebrated. We would spend time seeking God for what gift he wants us to bring when we come together. We aren't to come unprepared But God wants us to come prepared. It's part of honouring him and honouring each other. It's it's important that we find time to say and ask God, is there there someone specific you want me to encourage and honour this morning? Is Is there something specific you want me to bring to the whole church this morning? We want to be open to God because we're in relationship with him. Even as we had on Sunday, he was talking to us wonderfully about he is the God who does miracles and he wants to pour out his oil of gladness upon us. He wants to refresh us. He wants to bring us to times of refreshing in his spirit. God God wants to speak to us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to, to build us up. But it's God working through us and with us. That's part of what honouring God looks like. You see, a birthday party would not be the same if people didn't come prepared with gifts. The gathered church wouldn't be how it's meant to be. We wouldn't be how we're meant to be when we come together if people didn't come prepared. We, we would we'd be missing out on joy, on blessing, on building up, on encouragement, on hearing what God has to say to us. It's so, so important that, that we, 
We spend time seeking God. You see, he longs for deep relationship for us. He longs to, to make known to us more and more the unsearchable riches of Christ. And God's primary way of doing that is through each other, through his word, by his spirit. So we've been looking in this series, haven't we? Love Fabersham. We've been looking at the importance of doing all things in love. Of that being the foundation, genuine love in our lives. And last week, we looked quite broadly at the biblical principle that kingdom life flows through honour. And if you hadn't had a chance to, to listen to that, yeah, I just encourage you to, to go and listen to that before you listen to, to this talk today. Because actually it lays a really helpful, I think, biblical foundation for what I'm building upon today. So, so we saw how we can only honour God as he first honoured us. We're called to live lives that honour God, that honour ourselves, celebrate the honour God has given us and honour those around us. We saw that to truly honour someone, it must be founded in love. This week, I want to start unpacking how do we start to deliberately grow a culture of honour amongst us as a church. And I'm really only going to touch on, on one area, there's, uh, which is about words, about how we speak to one another. But there's so many different areas we could look at. We could look at um, how actually the way we pray for one another brings honour to God and honour to each other. We could look at the way that we, we give. So often we're talking about how it's important to give joyfully with generosity or generously and yet the Bible also talks about actually our givings to flow from a place of honouring God with our first fruits. There's lots of different things we could pick up but today I want to look at how important our words are, what we speak because there is power in them. So what, what do we mean by honour? Just a reminder then last week we used Wendy Mann's definition from her book Leading as Sons and Daughters and she defines honour as a means to recognise a person's true value and worth and to treat them accordingly. She said, honour means to recognise a person's true value and worth and to treat them accordingly. What she is saying is we honour people by seeing them and treating them in line with how God sees them. We're celebrating, drawing out the honour that God has given, has bestowed. We want to draw out the treasure, the worth and the significance that God has given to people. And we want to celebrate it. We are to celebrate the grace of God in people's lives. Let's turn back to, to Romans 12 verse 10 where we started last week. So I'll just give you a second to turn there. Okay. So as I say, verse 10 says this. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. So in the context of living out genuine brotherly love for one another, we are to outdo one another in showing honour. That's taken from the ES3 translation. If we were to look at what the New Living Translation says, it says, take delight in honouring each other. See, honouring each other is not meant to be laborious. It's not meant to be something we, 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 we're kind of forcing ourselves in having to do. 
but it's something we should see as we get to do it. We get to call out, affirm and celebrate the grace of God in those around us. And as we honour those around us, it brings honour and glory to God. For anyone that's not sure, the word grace could be defined as an unmerited or undeserved gift of divine favour from God. We're so thankful to God for the way he's poured out honour on us. And actually, I think as we learn to, to honour God more, as we learn to honour ourselves more and honour each other more, as God calls us to, seeing each other how God sees us, I think that's going to cause us to live lives where we grow more and more in thanksgiving. Remember what we talked about last week, we're not called to focus on the mud and the muck in people's lives, which, although it might still need addressing, it's not our starting place. See, people aren't to clean up their lives and then come to Jesus. They aren't to, to, to be living perfect, holy lives so that then they can find acceptance in coming into the church. No, far from it. The only way we can live holy lives that are not defined by the muck is by coming to Jesus. Coming to him and making him Lord of our lives. Only he can take away our sin. Only he can take away our shame. Only he can deal with the muck and the mud and reveal the treasure. Excitingly, God chooses to use us in this process. Sometimes we can get caught up, can't we, in thinking about what's what's the calling? What's the calling for my life? What, what, what's God calling me to do? What, what, what should I be giving myself to? If we turn to 1 Peter 3, I just want to quickly look at verse, verse 9. Actually, no, I'm going to go from verse 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for those for to this you are called that you may obtain a blessing. So verse nine again, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for to this you are called that you may obtain a blessing God, God wants to bless us. He's calling us to live a life, where, a life where he pours out his blessing upon us. And the way that blessing comes to us is by us living in the calling he has given us, which is to bless others. So if you're wondering, God, God what should I be called? What, what, what are you calling me to in my life? What should I be giving myself to? Give yourself to blessing others. Give yourself to blessing those around you. Words matter. Words are so important. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's what it says in Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If we uh, turn in our Bibles to Ephesians 4. Verse 29, let me just quickly, 
quickly turn there. It says this. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear you. Grace to those who hear. So we know the tongue has the power of death and life in it. See, the Bible talks very clearly to us that we're, we're not to repay, going back to even 1 Peter 3, 9 again, we're not, we're not to repay evil for evil, reviling for reviling, but we're to, we're to bless one another. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. It doesn't say let some or let a little bit. It says let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. Our purity is so important. I was just reading in uh, 2 Corinthians 6. It's a wonderful passage. It says, for we are the temple of the living God." And God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst, be separate from them, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing. Come on, come on, be be holy, be set apart, be pure. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. God is calling us to, to holiness. But this, this holiness, this purity is also to pervade our mouths. Because what comes out of our mouth comes from our heart, you see. God's after our hearts. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. Good for building up. We're able to talk in a way that is good for building up, that is edifying. As fits the occasion... We're not just to babble on with random truths that don't really fit the occasion. No, no, no. God wants us to be specific. He's a God of order. That it may give grace to those who hear. That it may give grace to those who hear. So I'm just thinking back. Our our definition of grace, wasn't it, was undeserved or unmerited gift of divine favour from God. Wow. The, the, the way we speak to others, the way God's calling us to speak to others, to bless others, is, is that they may receive grace. Is that the unmerited undeserved gift of divine favour from God may be given to those around us. Wow. What a joy. What a a privilege. What what a privilege God is putting upon us. When God is just saying we're to bless, our calling on our lives is to bless those around us. It's not just saying speak happy words, think happy thoughts, not just saying, just just encourage people, but he's calling us to impart his divine favour 
to those who hear us. But that doesn't happen if we talk corruptingly to people. It doesn't happen if we're not talking in a way to build people up in a way that fits the occasion. God, God is calling us to lives that, that honour people with our words because our tongues have the power of death and life. That ties in, doesn't it? The life of God. God's divine favour coming and flowing through us. Words are powerful. We have to use them for good. We have a calling to use them to bless others. God has intended that our words give grace to those who hear them. Our words are to give God's undeserved gift of divine favour to people. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? We saw last week. In John, John 17, it's going to going to quickly turn there again. John 17, it said this. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Wow, there's something of the relationship, the intimacy in the Godhead. That is for us, church, that that God is drawing us into. We looked at, didn't we, how the word glory, there's doxa. And how that can be also translated as honour. The honour that God has given me, so that's Jesus saying, the honour that the Father has given me, I have given to them, to my disciples. That they may be one even as we are one. God has poured out his honour on us. He's calling us to a life of blessing, of honouring and giving grace to those around us. Which befits, isn't it? We're called to live lives that walk as Jesus did and to do as he did. And that's the things that he has done, hasn't it? He blessed us. He honoured us. He's given grace to us. And now through us, his power at work in us. It's it's not on our own. We're We're not called. The Bible doesn't say us, we do all things in our own strength. No, no, no. What the Bible says, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It also says that as we serve in the strength that he supplies, God is glorified in all things. We want to live lives of worship and that honour God in all things. We do it through being filled with his spirit and being filled with his power. Remember, kingdom life flows through honouring. What a privilege. What a delight. So let us outdo one in another at showing honour and when we think about outdo one another at showing honour just just briefly the the um the greek verb there is talking about leading leading in showing honour it's not meant to be something that we we are responsive so like where it says 
don't repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. We're to lead the way in showing honour. And that's challenging, isn't it? And, and by the grace of God, we can grow in that. And I, I can think of examples within our church where, where actually we, people, people are great at honouring. And people do such a wonderful job of honouring each other. But there is so much more for us to grow in here. There is so much more that God has for us. And I really do believe that as we're growing in, along this journey of being a faith adventuring community, as we're growing into that, as we're growing into being a people of the presence of God, that actually part of that is God, God wanting to shape our culture. God wants us to be a gospel culture, lived out a gospel culture. And part of that is having a culture of honouring one another. So let's outdo one another in showing honour. Let's lead the way in showing honour. And maybe a, a helpful, practical goal for this could be every conversation you have with someone, look for an opportunity to bless and honour that person. See, this is a calling from God, isn't it? You are called, we are all called to bless. We are all called to honour. Maybe you find that a bit overwhelming. Maybe it's even just start, start thinking, okay, actually, I'm going to make sure at least one conversation a day I honour someone. But, but there is a step here where we need, to, we need to take a step and be deliberate in this. But you know what actually this does? is it draws us deeper into our relationship with God. It honours God more. Coming back to that analogy from the beginning about a birthday party, that we come prepared, we come to bless, we come to honour and to celebrate. And actually, I just encourage us, let's, let's be giving time when we come together as a church. Let's, let's be coming prepared. Let's be be given opportunity for God to speak to us before we get through the doors on a Sunday. I think sometimes we can fall into that trap, can't we? If I just, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And yet, it doesn't take long, does it? Just to, just to say, God, I thank you for honouring me and I want to honour, encourage and build up those at church today, come and speak through me. I'm so blessed by all the good news stories we've had shared at church recently. I'm so thankful for all God is doing. Uh, I've, I've extended this a little bit more than what I was going to share on Sunday morning just because I had a little bit more time. But, but God is good. He is with us. Let us pray. God, I thank you for this wonderful thing of honouring, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that not only did you love us first that we might love you, but you've also honoured us first that we might honour you. Lord God, not only do you call us to love our enemies, you call us to honour our enemies. Lord, not only do you call us to genuinely love those around us, you call us to genuinely honour them. And Lord, I pray, help us to forgive anyone where we're, we're holding a grudge, where we're bearing a grudge, where we're not, 
not honouring people. Jesus, I thank you that you modelled that so well for us. Help us to walk in the freedom of that. I pray give us today our daily bread. Lord, forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation, but let your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth. For your name, for your glory, all honour to you and your name. Amen.